Hello and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mikado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and oilseed and fibre markets. I'm Olivia Agar. Thanks for tuning into episode number 205. It's been a year of really unseasonal lamb supply with a hangover of old season lambs, a persistent issue, slow flow of new season lambs and now another deluge of rain in the east which is likely to push supply back further into the selling season. Adam Mountjoy, Southeast Regional Wool and Livestock Lead at Nutrient Ag Solutions, joins Robert Herman today to break down what's happening with lamb supply, how processes are managing the flow this season and what opportunities there are in this market. Before we get into the episode though, here are a few things to note across commodity markets this week. The wool market has finally made a U-turn, posting a positive change on last week after more than 12 weeks of falling prices. So the gains were pretty widespread across all micron categories. The eastern market indicator lifted 36 cents over the week, but with the Aussie dollar losing value again in US dollar terms, the EMI actually fell by 13 cents across the week, which put the EMI in US dollar terms at its lowest point since October 2020, when all those COVID issues in Chinese mills were really eroding buyer confidence. The news in grains was the release of the USDA's WASDE report for October. The headline changes were that for wheat, supplies, consumption, trade and stocks were all lowered. So reduced production for the US and Argentina outdid higher EU production. And there was no changes made to the Australian production estimates. I'll leave it there today. Enjoy the episode. The sound is a bit scratchy at the start, which we'll blame on the weather, but bear with it. It clears up within a few minutes. Here's Robert Herman and Adam Mountjoy. Well, good day, Adam. Uh, nice to have you back. And uh, to say that we're in unusual circumstances would be an understatement because we're, uh, you just mentioned then before we came on, you're in some sort of flood watch where you are. But of course, we're here to talk about the markets and we can't ignore the weather impact, but uh, there's a whole lot more to it. So I just wanted to, I, I went back, Adam, and had listened to our conversation on the 21st of July and we said look things are a bit up in the air here perhaps we should come back later and talk about it well here we are at that stage there was one of the key points we talked about right at the start was we had this unusual overhang of old season heavy lambs that were just sort of working there grinding their way through the system I suppose how's that all played out yeah well, good afternoon Robert and uh thanks for inviting me once again it's um uh, status quo, unfortunately, hasn't changed too much. Um, you know, it has been a while since we've caught up, but uh, certainly the hangover of old lambs has still been a, uh, a persistent issue. And um, obviously the weather at the moment is, uh, is obviously dictating terms as well in, in regards to pricing and availability of, of stock to works. And um, it, it's really uh, quite a seesawing event at the moment. So um, it'll put you in the picture really, you know, today's a really good example, Robert. Um, the draw for the Wagga Wagga market today uh, that was released yesterday was some 84,000 head of stock to be sold at Wagga today. Now, uh, I haven't been able to find out exactly what there was being able to be yarded there in, in these flooded times, but um, you know, one would assume it'll be less than that. However, the interesting part of the number is that of that you know, perceived 84,000, still only 26,000 new season lamb or young, young lambs in that particular yarding. So, you know, we are not seeing any massive influx of wagga in the north a thousand suckers today let's say um you know your, your bendigo market last week was about 13 14,000. um you know swan hill and, and uh, oyen and horton and the likes are just you know, trickling along so there's not a, a 
hell of a lot of suckers hitting. Now we're not seeing any massive numbers yet. So um, I suppose that's uh, that's helping a little bit because we did have a problem back through the winter with uh, processor capacity. Um, and that was sort of weighing on prices. Um, prices haven't recovered too much, but uh, how are the processes capacity situations looking now? Well, all reports, Robert, the capacity is certainly lifting, and um, you know it, it, it's lifting in turn with the fact that um, I guess the, the dollars haven't really increased too much. So, you know, the market's been accepted of the uh, of the newfound level, which uh, we've seen in some of, um, of the Mercado reporting the last few weeks. That you know, on a year on year, um, month for month, like you know, it's. Two hundred cents behind. Adam, last time we spoke, we we looked at the different regions of lamb supply and and their various stages. We know they that you know the season or the seasonal supply of lambs comes from different regions at various times. And that early area, sort of north of Mildura, the the, the west of New South Wales, and the north of South Australia. Um, how how's that come through? How are they progressing? Are they they, they were pretty good lambs, I think, if I recall correctly. Yeah, that's correct, Robert. Those uh, more northern uh, regions certainly had a buoyant start. The lambs were terrific early and uh, continued to be. So a lot of those lambs have made their way through to the to the Lairage now and through the slaughterhouses and um, been coming back at some really, really strong results. So those earlier season uh, earlier season areas have certainly benefited from, uh, from that great break early um, and been getting out some good weights. Um, I guess we talk about regions at the moment. Um, and flow of stock, it, it's, it's quite pointed at the moment that um, you know we saw competition on the mainland last week uh, from Tasmania buying store lambs to go back to Tasmania. Uh, as early as today, we've had conversations with our partners in the in the, the western states of, uh, of Australia that are you know, transshipping sheep to the eastern seaboard to, to meet their, their destination. So um, you know there's uh, there's certainly some slaughter activity on stock from. Uh, from either side of the, the country at the moment. So it just shows you the uh, supply and demand metrics at the moment is uh, is fast spread. Now you mentioned about um, Dubbo and Wagga and, and I, we know that they those lambs struggled a little bit early this year because of the, it was so wet. Um, they're not getting a break from the weather right now. Is that going to push numbers back into the second half of the, of the selling season, do you think, Adam? I, thought, I certainly think it will, Robert. And, um, you know, the other constraints there around uh, shearing, shearing ability and market access and feed quality. Um, I really think that uh, you know, this, um, we normally see a tsunami of lambs in uh, November, December. I really think a lot of those lambs are resigned to the fact now they'll be sold in 2023, not 2022. So, mm. um, you know, they, they are side by terminal size. We've got to see them at some time, Robert, but um, I really think a lot of lambs once again will be held over to the order. And I suppose uh, what I'm reading into that I'm interested in your view on this, is that there's going to be lambs that will be suitable to be um, carried on, so traded on this year. Uh, can you put your, um, you know, put your crystal ball out here, Adam, and just give us an idea of what sort of money and weights that um, people are going to be looking at for those turnout lambs? Yeah, well, Robert, I think it, it goes hand in hand with the current day pricing that's available. So, if we looked at last year and we say that it was 200 cents in advance of this market last year, we're dealing with 900 cents plus. This year it's around 700 to 750 for the, you know, the real sweet spot domestic land, we might get $8. But the producer out there at the moment with feed in the paddock and the ability to hold um, is going to be resistant at selling a 21 kilo lamb at, uh, at $7 or 750 a kilo. So $145 to $55 for a lightweight trade lamb 
um, they can see more benefit in shearing them and taking the benefit, taking the um, uh, the calculated punt, I guess, to uh, to receive north of seven dollars for a heavyweighted article in the in the summer slash autumn period of 2023. So I can see that um, you know there'll be a significant amount of lambs held over. Well, we, we know last year that we, I think last year was the heaviest annual weight, slaughter weight of lambs, just over somewhere between 25 and 26 kilograms. So we're probably likely to see that happen again. I I think though the processors wouldn't be unhappy about this spread of supply, um, I guess. I mean, they're going to have no trouble getting the lambs they need in the next couple of months, That you know, regardless of what happens in the season, but it's going to push lambs back for them. And I suppose that helps them with their marketing. Yeah, most definitely, and, and it's uh, it's an interesting piece now. I think, Robert, that you know, barring the the six weeks prior to Christmas, when there typically is that uh, that astronomical flood of lamb out of the south, it's really petered out the supply chain over the uh, entirety of the year. And I think last time we caught up, we spoke about you know we might have missed a, a winter kick, um, and that was probably due to some staffing, due to some constraints on kill space. Um, the goats were taking up a portion of the chain, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, really, this this lamb season is certainly spread out now over eleven months. The supply is there all the time, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's probably producing more of a flatter uh, and more consistent playing field, let's say, over a, a, a longer period. Yes, yeah, so, yes, good observation, Adam. Let's just switch our thinking to the mutton market, um, and I'm I'm thinking there's probably a few lots of empty ewes coming through now that um, you know that that farmers are clearing out. Um, what's the market like for mutton? Mutton market uh, year on year is, has probably seen a more dramatic downturn, Robert. It's, uh, it, it's, it's in the doldrums as we speak at the moment, the, uh, the mutton market. But um, interestingly enough, we spoke about the, the geographical spread around uh, mutton pricing and um, the pricing in, uh, in northern New South Wales is no different to Tasmania in, in, in that rate. So it's, uh, you know, there's no advantage from one point of the globe to the other. It's... Um, it's really um, a downturn in commodity pricing in the mutton market at the moment. So sitting circa between you know 470 to, to 530 or 40 cents. So it's um, it's certainly back a long way to where we've uh, been accustomed to, and that in turn may well um, uh, hinder our uh, you know upcoming uh, breeder se- breeder selling seasons where we start to see a few of these feature uh, use sales coming up. Um, you know the residual uh, of having a um, uh, you traded out at two hundred dollars to go back in and buy a young you. Um, you know, I think those sites will be readjusted this year when um, really the, the heavy end mutton at the moment are, are struggling at one hundred and fifty rather than two hundred. So um, that'll have a bit of a flow-on effect to our feature sales. At the end of this yes. Well, I, I, I mean, what I'm hearing here, Adam, is that um, you know the, the things are softer than where we've seen them in the last in recent times, but. That, those opportunities are being created, and uh, I guess it's uh, it's letting some of the people who wanted to, you know, build their sheep numbers up, you know, get a few more stock around them now. That's exactly right, and I mean, uh, some of the early sales that we've seen in, in the pastoral areas, if you like, and um, you know, the South Australian ewe uh, sales at Jamestown, um, and you know, some of the other sales that have been around thus far, they look exceptional buying, Robert. They look really good value. Um, for a uh, for a young you to, uh, to to tip out and uh, provide an income in, in generations and you know some of the older older breeding females to, to be able to put back out in the paddock uh, not much uh, above slaughter value um, represents great value I believe. Now so you mentioned some of the sales. There's a big one coming up next week in Jamestown. Is that right? Um, just yeah, just give us a little bit of an overview of what sort of sheep line up at these sales because um, they they have a strong reputation and some people will be well across it, Adam, but 
a lot of people wouldn't know about these sales or, or would have only heard about them. So just give us a bit of background on the sale, uh, the type of stock that will be there and, uh, and, and how it all runs. Okay, so next Thursday uh, is Jamestown sale at uh, one o'clock South Australian time, and um, this particular sale is the uh, is the I guess the premier uh, um, breeding new sale for the area, and uh, traditional um, lines and drafts of sheep that are normally offered year in year out. Um, so, you know, vendor bred ewes, obviously uh, in a terrific breeding area, they've come off an excellent season. Um, lead draft are ewes there, you know, young one and a half year old ewes will be in excess of sixty kilos. Um, so they're, um, they're, they're really up and about this year. The ewes presenting terrific order, and uh, I really think it's a great opportunity to go and um, secure a, uh, some, some large frame breeding ewes that um, you can bring home and join to the ram of your choice for any breeding operation. Yes, well, the, um, the, the, uh, I imagine they're not all based on South Australian Merinos, but the South Australian Merino has been a terrific starting point for um, any prime lamb operation in the past, and, uh, and that's certainly the case. Of course, they also cut pivot wool those sheep, so uh, that'll be another thing to, to think on. Um, Adam, look, all the best. Uh, thank you very much for your time again. We really appreciate it. It gives um, it gives us a good insight as to what's happening on the ground. Um, we said last time, I think we, this is a moving target. We should keep a watch on it. Um, I think we'll be giving you a call back in in four or six weeks just to see how this is unfolding. And uh, and we thank you for your insights. Terrific, Robert. Thanks very much for having. Me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Commodity Conversations. Please remember to share the podcast with your network and leave us a review or rating on your podcast platform of choice. Until next week, take care.